It's TechBiter Worldwide with Bill Flynn. The latest on programs and policies, helpful hints, and a bit of occasional nonsense, all in more or less plain English. Podcast number 869 for the 16th of February, 2024. This week, the more digital photos you have, the harder it is to find the one you're looking for. XIR Search, a plug-in for Lightroom Classic, makes the process much easier. In short circuits, LibreOffice is the ideal office suite for those who are unable or unwilling to pay a monthly subscription fee. The latest version, though, has a surprising number. Microsoft wants to be the king of artificial intelligence and may well succeed at that. But do we really need a special AI key on our keyboards? XIR dropped the other's shoe in January. I wrote about the company's standalone XIR photo in December, and I hoped at the time that some of the new features in that remarkable application would make their way into XIR Search, a plug-in for Adobe Lightroom Classic. Well, my wish has been fulfilled, and anybody who has been frustrated by trying to find a specific image should prepare to be delighted. XIR Photo is intended for users of Lightroom and other applications such as Exposure X7, Affinity Photo, Luminar AI, On One Photo Raw, or any other photo organizing and editing application that is not Adobe Lightroom Classic. XIR Search is the application that works with Lightroom Classic as a plug-in. Lightroom and Lightroom Classic share a lot of features, but Lightroom runs on desktop, mobile, and web devices, stores images to the cloud by default, and has a smaller feature set. Lightroom Classic stores images locally, runs only on Mac OS and Windows computers, and includes capabilities still absent from Lightroom. Both are included in Adobe's Photo Plan along with Photoshop. XIR Photo added a Find by Text prompt option that goes far beyond the earlier version's functionality. Searching for two people in front of a car returns images that XIR Photo thinks are good matches for those words, two people in front of a car. That feature wasn't available in the original version of XIR Search or the plug-in for Lightroom Classic. Now it's in both. Knowing that some images in the photo files on my hard drive had both cats and text, I tried searching for cats with text. The results did include a few errors, as you'll see on the TechBiter Worldwide website. There were some pictures of cats, but no text. But it caught some images with obscure text. A cat leaning on a book, for example. And even more obscure examples, such as text included in a street mural of cats, and a cat in the background behind a tablet computer with text on the screen. That's impressive. And you'll see there are some duplicate images, too. That is my fault, not a problem with XIR Search or Adobe Lightroom Classic. In the early days, before Lightroom even existed, I sometimes saved multiple copies of images. Since then, I have deleted the unneeded extras whenever I found them. There are some that still remain, but XIR Search can help with that, too. The most significant new feature is the ability to search based on a plain language description of what the user is looking for. But XIR Search offers several other powerful ways to find images, too. Search by example photo. 
Select a photo in Lightroom Classic and XR Search will find similar images. Or search by external example photo. Select a photo on the computer or on the internet to show XIR search and it will find similar images in your photos. Search for faces. Choose portrait, one face, two faces, several faces, or any number of faces. Then narrow the search with an age descriptor, baby or toddler, child, teen or young adult, adult or elderly. Set the bias toward male or female, if you wish, and optionally set the bias toward smile or no smile. You can search for people. This is a more narrow version of search for faces. Select the photo of a person and then optionally specify eyes open or eyes closed, smile or no smile, and whether the person should be alone or part of a group. And you can also add other keywords to narrow it even more. And you can search by aesthetics. Choose most or least aesthetic. Most will return the photos XIR Search thinks are the most attractive. Least returns those images at the other end of the scale. This could be a good way to identify and purge poor images once you've imported them. You can search by keyword. Most users probably will use search by text prompt now that it's available in XIR Search because it is more flexible. But the keyword option is more precise and possibly faster if you're certain that one or more of the specific keywords have been associated with an image. And you can search for duplicates. This is a four-step process and it may take a while if you search the entire database and the database is large. In my case, it took about 45 minutes to analyze more than 70,000 files, but some of that delay might have been because the photos are stored on an external USB drive. Both the drive and the connection are fast for external drives, but nowhere near as fast as an internal drive. XIR creates a duplicate search result that's separate from the standard search results, it won't be overwritten by your next XIR search, and if there are more files than you can deal with in a single session, you can open the collection at a later time as you work through the process of eliminating unneeded duplicates. In more than 70,000 photos, I still had almost 2,000 duplicates. Not all of those duplicates are unwanted, though. In cases where I had captured three or five images to create a high dynamic range photograph, or where I had used multiple focus points to create an image with extreme depth, those duplicates would still be needed. After installing XIR Search or updating a previous version, you'll need to initialize the photos. This is required even for updates because the structure of the database has changed. This can be a time-consuming process because the software makes a thumbnail image for each photo and then analyzes each image. Professor Erhard Barth, one of XIR's founders and basically the creator of XIR, according to the managing director Matthias Martinez, says processing will be slower if the images are on external drives. He notes that just creating the previews in Lightroom could take longer with external drives. Initializing more than 40,000 files stored on an internal drive on his computer took about an hour. That compares to six hours for 70,000 files on my computer. The applications have been developed by a pattern recognition company that was founded in 2005 as a spin-off from the University of Lübeck. 
pattern recognition company's expertise is in developing AI products and applications for automated image analysis. It's based on experience in machine learning, neural networks, and computer vision. During initialization, either the first time or when new photos are added to Lightroom Classic, the user will choose to initialize photos from the XIR search menu. The first time the process is run, you should initialize the entire catalog. After that, just be sure to select Previous Import in the Catalog tab and then choose to initialize the film strip. Select Use Maximum CPU Load for initialization, Transfer Aesthetic Values after initialization, and Transfer Keywords after initialization options. This way, you'll be sure that you can see XIR's applied keywords and aesthetic scores in the Lightroom interface. In normal use, the process adds very little time when adding new photos. To keep everything up to date, it's important to initialize new photos after using Lightroom Classic's import function. Even with my photos being stored on an external drive, the initialization process takes only a minute or two for around 100 images. Those who are new to XIR Search or new to the 2024 update should pay close attention to a series of helpful email messages that XIR sends. Each explains plainly and concisely how to make the best use of the application. Some of the tips may seem obvious, but even those users who have experience with the previous version will almost certainly learn some new technique or discover additional usages that make the process of finding just exactly the right image easier. Nearly any Lightroom Classic user will find XIR Search 2024 to be a useful addition, but acquiring XIR Photo might also be helpful because it can search for files based on GPS information. That's a feature not yet available in XIR Search. XIR offers a comfortably long 15-day trial period, so you can take a look and see if any of the application's features appeal to you. For more information, visit the XIR website. You'll find a link on the TechBiter Worldwide website. If you find these podcasts useful, and I hope you do, might you consider a donation? There are no ads here, and support from listeners is the sole source of income. It's easy. Just visit the website and click the Donate button near the top of any page. You can make a one-time donation or schedule a repeating donation every month. I thank you. And so does the cat. In short circuits, although Microsoft 365 continues to improve, not everybody likes the idea of monthly or annual rental payments for software. Some resist the concept of paying for software at all. In either case, LibreOffice is an excellent choice. Thinking ahead, those who are opposed to software rental plans may have a big decision to make in the next few years. That's because there are persistent rumors that Microsoft will eliminate the current plan in which users pay for the operating system once when they buy the computer and updates are provided without cost for as long as the computer remains in service.
Several large software developers, such as Adobe, already charge a monthly fee that provides a reliable source of income that allows the company to maintain a staff of planners, managers, and developers to work on new features and fix errors. If you decide a few years from now to opt out of all software for hire programs, a lot will change. Those who have already migrated to an open-source office suite, such as LibreOffice, will at least be able to continue using those applications without interruption because it works just fine under Linux. Microsoft continues to create more helpful applications and intends to increase the utility of artificial intelligence. Relatively new applications such as Teams and Loop join the Office suite standards such as Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and Access. OneNote and other programs continue to create powerful enterprise systems. But not every business has thousands of users who need to be able to share documents across the company's LAN. And despite the modern look and functionality of programs such as Teams and Loop, home and small office users get along just fine with the basics. LibreOffice version 24 certainly covers the basics and a lot more. 24? Wait a minute. If you think Microsoft does weird numbering, consider LibreOffice. Not long ago, the latest version was 7.6. Now, suddenly, it's 24.2. There were no versions between 7 and 24. But look it, if Microsoft can count 12395982000 MEXP Vista 7, 8, 10, and 11, well, then I suppose LibreOffice can skip 17 version numbers. Well, Wait a minute. Seriously, they didn't really skip 17 version numbers. They simply switched to a new numbering system. Because the latest version was released in February 24, it is 24.2. That's a version numbering plan that's commonly used by a lot of applications. So despite the dramatic numbering change, there are few big enhancements in the latest version, there's no equivalent to Microsoft's OneNote, Outlook, Loop, or Teams, but all of the basics are present and well accounted for. There's Writer, which equates to Word, Calc, like Excel, Impress, which does what PowerPoint does, and Base, that's the Access Database Manager. LibreOffice also includes Draw, Chart, and Math. So what's new in the latest version of LibreOffice? In Writer, by default, the Save Auto Recovery Information function is active, Print Preview is better, and menu options are more in line with Microsoft 365's user interface. Support for ordered list numbering used in legal documents has been added, and comment characteristics can now be changed globally because comment styles are associated with the comments. New in Calc, users will find a search field in the function's sidebar list. There's also support for scientific number formats. And highlighting has been improved for better visibility into columns and rows related to the current cell. Impress and Draw both now support small caps. And the Presenter Console settings have been improved in Impress. There are also some fixes for templates. If you'd like to see the full list of changes, check out the release notes page on the LibreOffice website. You'll find a link from the TechPinter Worldwide website. Calling some of the keys on our keyboards useless 
might be overdoing it a bit, but Microsoft seems to be intent on adding a lot of specialized keys, even if they're not particularly useful. The latest case in point is the Copilot key. It's clear that Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella intends for Microsoft to be the dominant player in artificial intelligence. It is also clear that artificial intelligence can go well beyond plagiarism. AI may not yet be able to create anything truly new, but it can step up to perform a lot of mundane tasks. The first inkling of this for me occurred shortly after 9-11. I was in Boston, the airport was closed indefinitely, and I needed to arrange a flight to get back to Columbus on Saturday. Automated attendant phone systems were far short of today's artificial intelligence, but the American Airlines system let me reschedule to a flight that would depart from Manchester, New Hampshire. The problem was that that flight from Manchester had a stop in LaGuardia. It was unclear exactly how that would work out, but I booked the flight anyway. Fortunately, the next day it was announced that Boston's Logan Airport would be open on Saturday. Another call to the automated attendant let me reschedule through Logan. The flight was a little late in departing, but otherwise fully routine. What impressed me was the automated system's ability to handle the changes without involving any humans at all. So here we are, 23 years later, with even better systems, and soon a new key on our keyboards to connect us with Microsoft Copilot. But do we really need a new key? Already my Microsoft ergonomic keyboard has the standard Windows key, a menu or context key, a Microsoft 365 key, an emojis key, a calculator key, a screenshot key, a desktop key, a lock key, and a search key. Virtually all of these keys duplicate shortcut keys that already exist. So why do we need yet another physical key, the Copilot key, that already has a keyboard shortcut? That's the Windows key and C. Try it on your computer. If you have Copilot installed, you'll see it after you press the Windows key and C. I don't doubt that Copilot will be helpful, but keyboard real estate is limited. Manufacturers are already using stupid designs to include the existing keys. Several manufacturers, HP in particular, often place the power button right beside the backspace key. How idiotic is that? The user presses what's believed to be the backspace key, and the computer shuts down. Enough already with the keys. If there's already an easily learned shortcut for something, we do not need yet another key on the keyboard. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide. I'm Bill Blinn. There's more on the website, techbiter.com, and if you have a question or a comment, use the contact link you'll find there. Stop by again next week for another session. <music>